Welcome to the Courageous Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Empowerment Coach, Ashley Baxter. Every Tuesday, I bring you interviews with inspiring guests, and every Thursday, I share a little message with tips to help you live with courageous worth because you are valuable and desperately needed in this world. Hey, it's Ashley. Today on the Courageous Word Podcast, I have Whitney Hawthorne. Whitney is a woman of many hats. She is a professional speaker, author, certified coach, Fortune 500 executive, productivity expert, successful entrepreneur, self-care guru, and a passionate mom and wife. She teaches her audiences steps they can take right now to increase their productivity, grow their confidence, and bring more joy to their lives. Before we jump into the conversation, I want to remind you not to miss my recap of this episode on Thursday, when I'll dive deeper into some of the big takeaways from it. We'll jump into the interview right after this message. If you're looking to gain more confidence, you can get started today by taking my free short video course entitled Four Mindsets to Deep Rooted Confidence. You can sign up for it at theashleybaxter.com backslash free course. So pause this episode right now and head over to theashleybaxter.com backslash free course to grab your free gift. I'm here with my friend Whitney. Whitney and I met through Brand Builders Group. I think we've been to two events together. I was trying to remember what was the first one that we met, if it was a book selling one or do you remember? Was it, did you go to Captivating Content? Yes, that was Yeah, it, it was there. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of my favorite things about going to their events is just getting to meet new people. And then I know I get so excited whenever I get to see them again and just connect with them offline. And it's just been really cool, the community that's been built. And I get to meet people like you. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like meeting the people are the best. And every time I'd go to another event after captivating content, I'd be like, I hope Ashley's going to be there. And then you'd be there and I'd be like, yay, it's Ashley. <laughs> so, I know. So I'm like, we're doing this. Like I love, I'm, I'm glad to catch up and see you, especially because we're not traveling right now. So exactly. I know. I, I'm thinking that once we get through and there's not that many events for us to go through, we'll have to start like doing, hey, yearly women's entrepreneur group together and everything, just mainly for a reason to see each other. So yes, I totally agree. <laughs> like either we can find a conference that we all want to go to, right. or we can just make our own. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited about this already. <laughs> And I know that you've traveled a lot. Speaking of travel, you've gone to every continent except for Antarctica. Yes, that's true. Oh, what out of all the countries you've gone to, this is probably hard, but what are the top three that you have visited? And then what is next on your list to go to when we can travel again? Let me think. So, well, one, I'm glad that you asked it like that, because usually people are like, so what's your favorite place to go? And it's like, yeah, I can't pick one. <laughs> like, how can you pick one? It really depends on the mood that I'm in. It's, it's like, what's your favorite cocktail? Like, I don't, it depends on the mood. Exactly. I'm in. Sometimes it's a margarita and sometimes it's an old fashioned. Like, yeah. It really depends on the day. Um, so I think top three, uh, top three places. I used to live in Paris. And so I absolutely love Paris. <sighs> like the food is great. It's such a good city for just walking around and chilling. And I like to walk around and chill and people, people watch like the cafes are set up for you to people watch. Like you can sit and have a glass of champagne in the middle of the afternoon and watch all the people go by. <laughs> like perfect. I love that. Yeah. So that's, that would be one of my top places. And then I love absolutely adore Tulum in Mexico. Like it's just south of Cancun. Um, and that place is amazing. It's built up. I've been going there. I know it's really popular now. I've been going there for like 15 years. So, um, it's, I've seen it change. Right. Um, because it used to just be like 
eco chic, but mostly just eco. <laughs> and now it's um, it's definitely kind of got a whole new new vibe going on. Um, so that would be like Paris is a city I like. Tulum is the beach that I like. And then the third place I would have to say is right here in the USA, um, Northern California, like the Napa Sonoma area. Yes. I just, Northern California to me is amazing. Good wine, like good hiking, the redwoods. I, you, for me, you really can't beat it. Yes. And I could go on and on about all the, I know. All of the places because <laughs> like the Smoky Mountains, such a close runner up. It's Tennessee. It's so beautiful. Um, yeah, I could go on and on, but those would be the three. Yeah. Barcelona is no. so close. Barcelona is <laughs> such a great city because it's a city with the sea right there. So you've got like a real city, great oh. food and the water's right there, which is really cool. Um, yeah. I could go on. So we, but I know we're not going to talk about that first. No, I know. But I'm the same way. It's like, I love traveling so much and I haven't left the U.S. and I think almost two years now. And that just pains me so much. So, yeah. Um, well, okay. And then where is next on your list to go? All right. And so where do I want to go that I haven't been? Um, Honestly, Barcelona, I have been there, but I haven't been there with my husband and I think he would love it. So I would really like to go there. But if I really think about what's most realistic <laughs> um, after this travel, I'm sure the next place we go is New Orleans because that's where my husband's from. And it is an absolute favorite of mine to visit. And probably um, Edinburgh and oh, yes. Scotland because mm -hmm. my good friend lives there. We haven't seen each other in a long time and we've just kind of agreed. We both have two kids, very similar ages. And so we we're like, you know, what? we're going to make this happen. And I would love for us to do like a fly to Dublin, hang out with my friends who are in Dublin for a little bit and then go to Edinburgh and see her. I so love it. I think that's what it'll be. That sounds great. Yeah. A couple years ago, I went to Ireland and then I went to Scotland and I, I loved them both, but Scotland just completely took my breath away. If y'all go, beautiful. yeah, I went to up towards the Highlands. There's this place called Isle of Skye and it's where so yes. many. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, it is just, yeah, so gorgeous. I, I almost didn't leave, but I did. <laughs> I had a return ticket. <laughs> had to come back. Had to come back. Well, yeah. right now we unfortunately can't travel as much. And what does an average day in your life during this crazy time look like right now? So I am back at work. Um, I was on maternity leave for a while. I have a four month old. So I was off on maternity leave and those are really awesome days, sleepless nights, but awesome days. Um, and now that I'm back at work, my day looks like waking up sometimes around five if my son sleeps that long, um, the four month old, sometimes a little earlier. If he is up before five and I can't let him cry, we're like trying to let him cry it out. Um, if I can't do that, uh, cause I'm the worst at letting <laughs> him cry, uh, I'll get up and I'll feed him. I'm nursing. I'll get up and I'll feed him and then we'll fall asleep together on the couch. Um, otherwise I should get up somewhere between five and six. Um, I'll wake him up and feed him and then he'll go back to sleep. Hopefully I pump, uh, and that whole kind of thing takes about 30 minutes or so. And then I'll spend some time um, doing like doing my morning routine uh, and then working on the Savvy Working Mom, which is the side business I have that is like really dedicated to helping other working moms figure out how to thrive and do all this. And then uh, my toddler gets up and when he's up, we just hang out in the morning, you know, do his morning stuff until it's time to take him to daycare. I drop him off at daycare. So he is back at school. He's been back for a week. We're in New York. The numbers are low. We feel safe about it. Um, the school is like 
very it's a very rules oriented <laughs> place where sometimes it gets on my nerves as a parent having to follow all the rules but it's also like comforting knowing that they're making right. everyone follow all these rules right <laughs> so he's been back at school for a week so I drop him off and then I come home um, take a shower and just like start the work day um, and then I work the baby's here and my husband's here. So sometimes there's a little bit of handoff or trading going on during the day with the baby. Um, and then around hopefully six o'clock, sometimes it's later. Honestly, a lot of my team is in um, in Salt Lake in Utah. So they are two hours later than us here in New York. So sometimes it goes a little bit later, but I try to have a firm stop by 615. Um, and then we all eat together and then bath time starts. Um, we get the kids in bed by eight. And then either I'm with a client uh, coaching, a coaching client, um, hanging out with my husband at least two nights a week, um, outside of the weekend, like always on the weekend, but at least two nights a week, we're hanging out together. Um, and then, uh, and then I try to go to sleep by 10, <laughs> like nine if I can, but, um, <laughs> I try to go to sleep by 10 and then like wake up the next day and start it all, over, it all again. over again. I love it. Oh, yeah. well, and you mentioned savvy working mom. So share more about that, how it came to be and how you help women. Yeah. So, um, my toddler's two and a half, and I feel like there's been a lot of development over the last two and a half years, but when I had him, I started looking around for resources to help me as I went back to work um, because I, I work, I'm a working mom, um, I, I run a customer support for a Fortune 500, and I really like working, like I want to work. Um, and also I'm the breadwinner for the household. So in other ways I need to work, but that's fine because I want to work. And when I started to go back to work, um, I was a director in technology at the time, but when I went back to work, I started looking for resources to help me like as a woman, like not parenting resources, not career development resources, just how do I, as a woman with this new identity, as a mother, figure it all out. And I couldn't really find those resources before I got to work. And then when I got back to work, I started asking all the other moms who were there, like, how are you making this work? And they would be like, we're not, it's hard. Yeah. You know, like everyone's like, okay, okay, it's hard, it's hard. Like, why aren't we talking about it? Like, why aren't we talking about how it's hard? Because if we don't share what our struggles are, we're never gonna get the support that we need. And I found that the more women that I talk to about it, because I'm very open about like my struggles and challenges. So like I found the more women that I talked to and shared with, the more that I was able to find things like that worked for them that would work for me, or I was sharing things that worked for me that would work for them. And we were all kind of getting better in this organization together. And that really inspired me to say, you know, we need more of this out there in the world. So I started the Savvy Working Mom as a blog that was really like, let's just put this information out there so that other mamas can have a place to go and figure out how do you how do you figure it all out, right? How do you make it work? How do you how do you have less guilt? How do you stress less? How do you find more joy? How do you honor all the parts of you as a multifaceted being? And um, the blog then turned into a podcast um, and I do coaching. Uh, and right now I'm very focused on creating digital courses because I just feel like I can reach more people that way. Um, I still am working um, at my Fortune 500 and I, and I like, again, I like, I like to work and I'll probably do that for a very long time. Um, at the same time, I still want to be able to reach women because I find it fulfilling. And so the digital courses, I, I realize are letting me help more people. One, it's a lot cheaper than coaching right. with me. And, um, but also like I can just reach more people in that way. And so I'm super jazzed about, about that. I love that. I'm so excited for just seeing all the things that you're creating and how that rolls out. And I know one thing you say is that self-care is not the greatest challenge facing mothers. So what is the greatest challenge? Mindset. Mm. 
I think mindset really is the greatest challenge that we face. Um, as women, we are, society tends to value us for what we can do for others and not as an individual and what we bring to the table. And so, you know, we're brought up as women, as little girls in this world, it's really about how can you serve others? What can you do for others? And then we're also brought up in this world where, you know, to succeed in a corporate environment and a work environment, you need to look a certain way. You need to like act a certain way. You need to not bring certain challenges to the table. On the flip side, as a mother, you know, your society tells you like you have to dote on your children all the time and be there for them and like all this. And like, yes, you do, but not necessarily in the way that it's been put together. And I think all those things come together that um, our mindsets collectively as mothers, and this is changing again, and I'm so happy to see it changing, but for our mindsets as mothers have us in this place where we need to do it all and we need to serve everybody else and we have to do it all and serve everybody else before we take care of ourselves. And that is, um, that's the problem, right? It's because you have to take care of yourself first, right? You're the foundation that your family rests on. And just like a house, if the foundation is shaky, like the house isn't going to last very long. Um, so I think really mindset is what we all struggle with and where we have to focus. Because once you truly believe that putting yourself first is actually good, not only for you, but for everyone around you, you can start to do the things you need to do to develop and be the best you. Yeah, I could if you're agree like, more. Yeah. yeah, if it's just, I think if you're just like, oh, it's just self-care, I have to take care of myself. Like, also, this is like one of those things I think that on the internet has just gone the way of like insanity. We're like, <laughs> ah, self-care Sunday. And it's like a picture of someone in a bath. Right. And like, and like for me, I'm like looking at that and it stresses me out because like one, who has the time to take a bath? But two, if I take a bath, then I got to clean the tub. So like, it's just too much. It's too much. That's not, that's not relaxing. <laughs> So I just, you know, I think self-care now is, it's it's extremely important. I just think that the term has become a little um, generic. And I do think that that is an outcome of the, of the root cause or an outcome of like actually having a good mindset, understanding and talking to yourself and believing that you are worthy and you are worth it and you deserve this time. And that actually everything gets better when you take care of yourself first. I love that. It you know it makes you just think how exactly like you were saying it's like that those actual self-care things that we see all over Instagram and everything that's more so just the outcome and it's almost like just the surface level and until you really get deep down it's not going to create change that is really healing and sustaining and it makes me think of how you hear in an airplane like if you know the oxygen that goes out, like put your mask on first before you put your mask on your child or whoever else you're with. So. Yeah, you got to put your mask on first because if you're passed out, like you can't help, <laughs> you just can't help. Exactly. Uh, well, and another thing I love that you say is how work life balance, the concept of achieving that is a myth. And instead, it's more about work life harmony. Is that did I get that correct? Yeah, I mean, I prefer work life harmony, work life integration, I really want to see that work life term just go away completely. Because at the end of the day, like, they are one in the same. When you work, if you're, most of us are working at least 40 hours a week. So that means the majority of our waking hours are at work. 
um, over outside of sleeping, right? We, the things we do the most are be at work, especially if you tell him, if you're working a 40 hour week and you have a commute on either side of that, which I mean, we're not commuting now, but, um, if you do in the past and when it comes back again, that's so much of your day really dedicated to job. And then you have the time that you sleep, which means you're waking hours. Like that's supposed to be your life. Like, no, it's all, it's kind of all one. Um, but I do like the term work-life balance and I use it because I know that people understand it, but I really honestly despise it. Mm -hmm. Uh, because like, what are you trying to balance? Like what, like, what are you actually going to balance? Is it the hours? Like, no, it's not the hours. Is it the energy? Like, can you even measure that to balance it? Like, I just think it sets up and it also sets up this expectation that things need to be like 50-50 or like that they somehow have to, you have to give and get equal amounts from, and it, I, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. So I really like the ideas of work-life harmony or work-life integration that like everything is one. You are one person, you are one being, and you have one, we all live in like one time. And it's really about managing through your entire life, your entire day, all the tasks that are put upon you, that includes work, that includes like, you know, includes taking a shower, it includes um, taking care of your kids, it includes having fun, it includes personal development, like all of those tasks have to work together to, um, for you to live your best life. And I think especially when it comes to work in today's world where we are, like, I remember a time when like having a Blackberry was only for very senior people. And <laughs> now everyone's got an iPhone and like you're accessible all the time. Yeah. And a lot of us fall into that trap of always being on. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm guilty. I have to remind myself regularly, like, do not always be on, turn off the phone. In fact, now I have two, I'm like looking where my phones, I have two phones. I keep, I have a work phone and a personal phone because I don't want to have my work email on my personal phone because it's just way too easy yeah. to like, to go in and start looking um, and create urgency that doesn't exist. But mm. anyway, I think we have to work it. You just, all of these things now are about an ebb and a flow. And I hope that, people as individuals, especially as women, that we start to look at it as an ebb and a flow. And I hope like the like organization that I work at is very much um, understanding of this. And I hope more and more organizations become understanding of this because it's just not fair or realistic to say, I need you to be working from this hour to this hour to this hour. Um, like I need you to work nine to six. And yeah, you can have your little break, lunch break here, or like a snack break there or whatever. Um, but then I expect you really to be online from, until 10 or 11, whenever you go to bed. Uh, but at the same time, the organization isn't going to let you like go to the doctor or just go get your nails done, like whatever you need to do to, to keep yourself right. Um, so I think that, you know, corporations start to need to recognize this just as much as we do as individuals. And for every woman who's in a leadership position, for every person in a leadership position at an organization to really start to push this, like if you can change policy, if you can change culture, like help to support that. Because at the end of the day, if you don't, your employees us as people and individuals, we get burnout and you can't deliver when you're burnout. You can't deliver when you're tired. Like you're never going to bring your A game to work if you are resenting it or if you love it, but you're worn out. So like help people to, to not be worn out, to not be burnout. Um, and it, and it has to make things better as far as their ability to, to deliver. Yeah. And I know you have the philosophy of shine, manage, surrender. So how does that work into all that? And how do people apply that? Yeah. So I think for me, um, I like to break down life into kind of nine different categories and, you know, for, for mamas that includes kids, but it's like your career, your finances, um, your personal development, fun and adventure, and I can go on and on your health, but uh, there's nine. Um, but the idea is that like across those nine areas of life, 
you, um, you have to figure out where you want to shine, which is like what you want to excel at, what you want to be known for, what you want to do with the majority of your uh, disposable or free time, um, what you want, what you can manage. And manage is really about the idea of like, what are you okay with just being okay? Like my house, like you can actually see, you can tell from looking behind me, like I don't live in a Pinterest house. Like our house is okay, but I'm fine with that because that's not where I want to shine. Like that might be where someone else wants to shine. Having said that, like if you sit down and come over and have dinner with us, the food is going to be good because I like to spend my, I like to cook, right? And I want to shine and I like to try new recipes and I will spend my time and energy there. Um, And so you have to figure out like what you're going to have to manage and be okay with some things just being okay. Um, And then in order for you to shine, you're going to have to surrender some things. So there are some things that you just kind of have to have to let go of. And the shine, manage, surrender, um, kind of time management, productivity um, work is really around looking across all nine areas and within each area saying, first of all, is this an area that I want to shine in or not? And then going into each area and saying, okay, within this area, when I say I want to shine, this is what it looks like. This is what I want to manage. And this is what I need to surrender in each area. Um, and then doing the work to kind of get, get to that place. I love it. I'm going to definitely make my mom listen to this episode because her and I have a um, difference of opinion of what we want to shine in in regards to um, garden work. (laughs) That is, do I like having a nice yard? Yes. Is it something that is high on my priority list that I want to shine in? No. To her, that is completely completely baffling, but it's been very freeing. Exactly what you're saying. I think when you take account of all these different things and realize like, I would be spending so much more energy in ways and it's just to please other people. And it's not something Mm -hmm. that really, if I have to measure everything up, yes, I, I do like coming home when everything looks great in my yard, but not at the expense of what it costs me to keep up with that. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Because we're always making trade-offs. Like every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to an infinite number of other things. So I hope that you are saying yes to the things that matter most to you. Yes. Because if not, you're saying, if you're saying yes to things that don't matter to you, that means you're saying no to things that do matter to Mm. you. And that's just not okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you have so many things that I feel like so many people can benefit from. So where can people connect with you and start to work with you? Yeah, you can find me at the Savvy Working Mom on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not really a Twitter person. Um, So find me on Instagram at the Savvy Working Mom, the blog, the Savvy Working Mom. And um, for your listeners, I have a course. It will be free. It is called More Time and Less Guilt by Monday. And it is a super short because I know folks are busy. So each video is less than five minutes and the tasks are going to take you maybe a couple of minutes, but it will set you up over four videos to um, really start to have more time and less guilt so you can live your life fully. I love and you that. can find that on the blog. So if you go to the Savvy Working Mom blog, it'll be there. And I can give you the special link um, for your listeners. You put it in the show notes. Perfect. Yes, I'll have it in the show notes. And also those of you that are part of my weekly email list, it will be in there as well. So connect with Whitney. You won't regret it. I feel like there's so many things you've said that I just love so much. And as a final question, I love to ask people this. What is one of your favorite qualities about yourself and how do you live that out? I think one of my favorite qualities about myself is my, I'm very accepting of, I'm very open-minded. 
And I really appreciate that because it's allowed, because I like, and it, in some ways it's self-serving. Like I've had so many amazing and great experiences mm-hmm. because of my acceptance, of ability to be accepting of, because of my open-mindedness. And I think the way that I live it out is I actively seek new and different um, because I want to know and understand. And that again, has helped me grow like very specifically. I had, I remember getting into, remember this was like two days ago into a pretty like not heated, but interesting discussion with a friend of mine about unfriending folks on Facebook. Mm. Cause she had written me and was like, you know, you're friends with this person who believes X, Y, and Z. And I was like, yeah. And like consciously leaving them on there. Cause I'm really curious about why they believe that and like where they're coming from. And no, I don't agree with it. Like i do not agree with what this woman is posting like <laughs> at all. And sometimes I have to like, I also am not one to like, I'm not going to get an argument with you on Facebook. Like I'm just yeah. not going to do it. But like, I want to know what she's thinking. I want to know where she's coming from because it just helps me to understand the world better. Yeah. And so yeah. like, that's kind of tactically how I end up living it out. Um, and I try to also remind other people where without being preachy, but sometimes, you know, someone will say something and I'll be like, well, why, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then it helps other people to kind of catch themselves and be maybe a little bit more open-minded. Yeah. No, I love that. And I agree. I think it's, there's so many things that need to come from conversations and conversation or questions, just even if it's just to put that question in someone's mind, even if nothing happens in that moment. But yeah. And yeah. I think also it, it makes me, I stress less because mm-hmm. I'm so, oh, so accepting. Like if you're not hurting yeah. me, you're not hurting my kids, you're not hurting somebody else. Like mm-hmm. I really don't, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not hurting anyone. Um, and so, you know, that way you just stress a lot less when you're not so worried about things that are different than you. Yeah. No, I agree. I love that. Oh, well, I could talk to you forever and I'll definitely have to have you on again in the future because this was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You're so amazing. I'm so happy to be on and talking to you. Oh, That wraps up today's episode. Check out the show notes for links and contact info. I would love to know what spoke to you in this conversation. So please chime in on social media posts about this episode on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can find me at the Ashley Baxter on all platforms. Also, if you haven't rated this show or left a comment about it, please hop over to Apple Podcasts right now. By doing so, you help these messages of courageous worth reach more people. Remember to tune in this Thursday when I recap this conversation and dive deeper into some of the big takeaways. Until next time, remember that you are valuable and desperately needed in this world.